Daytona's always been huge. So huge, in fact, that it can't be confined to one weekend. No, no, it deserves a whole week. A speed week. With five days of NASCAR-level racing. History in the making and entertainment that's the envy of the nation. Daytona Speed Weeks, presented by Advent Health. February 16th through the 20th. Get your tickets today at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right everyone I'd like to welcome you back to monday night on the rowdy maglot show and got kyle magna here welcome back kyle hey rowdy how's it going man kyle it's going great i'm still down in eustace trying to take it easy went to a car show something different every day here so you know if you hang around you come over here in houston i really you know i've seen the the cars in my my neighborhood around my area i've seen and that's not taking nothing away it'd be like those guys coming here and going there and vice versa but it was great to see something different there was some really really nice hot rods there kyle this afternoon Kind of envious of you. You know, we're supposed to be getting snow here tomorrow, and um, you're in nice, warm, sunny Florida um, coming off of speed weeks, and you've been down there a while. Um, when you go, when you headed back home, when, 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 when are you going back to Alabama? Well, Kyle, i talked to my brother. I've talked to my weatherman, and I, I might try. You know, I'd like to leave tomorrow, but St. George uh, Festival this weekend in Eustis, if you look it up, it's going to be, uh, they say it's going to be two days of a, a lot of folks with music and food and vendors. It looks like it's going to be fun. And any, everything I've seen Eustace have that they've had in the, in the past has always been a good event. So, Kyle, it's kind of up uh, up in the air. I, I need to be back Monday and try to go to work and make some racing money, man. Yeah, we know we got Auto Club this weekend. We return there. NASCAR returns there for the first time in two years, and uh, you know, no surprise that that the defending Cup champion Kyle Larson is the early favorite. Um, Xfinity on the schedule as well. Um, this is kind of the first time we're going to see this uh, practice and then qualifying right after for the Xfinity and Cup series. So this will be the first time we'll actually see how the schedule is going to be for most of the year. So I'm kind of interested to see that. And uh, to see who's going to really, you know, see the new car, see how it's really, how it's going to be in the race, especially, you know, when we go to practice and qualifying. I mean, that's that's kind of where these drivers are going to learn the car and, uh, you know, see how it's going to race here on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Kyle, and I'd like to mention here at the bottom of, or moving on up to the top of the hour, we've got uh, from fast track racing driver the number twelve. D.L. Wilson, and uh, D.L. was in the, the the Lucas Oil 200, guys, and I'm going to tell you what, that was one one whale of a race. It's pretty much caution-free except towards the end. If you have not seen it, all you got to do is go on YouTube, and YouTube, you can watch the whole race. And also, we got a kid that's uh, his first time on the super speedway. I know uh, 
Zachary Tinkles calling in, and I'm going to tell you what, Zach, Zachary drove a heck of a race, brought that car home, and uh, all together, first time at Dayton and Kyle, don't you know, that's got to be an amazing thought to be able to come through that tunnel and see the out inside of Daytona and know that you're fixing to race the race there. Rowdy, there's nothing like it. Um, going in the tram through the tunnel, um, being there twice, um, there's just nothing like it. And, uh, you know, seeing, seeing the tunnel on video games, you know, intros for video games, you know, because I was a big video game guy back in the day. Um, just seeing it and finally being able to experience it, experience the fan zone. Rowdy, I haven't been there since the Daytona Rising Project, but um, I actually, I'll just share a quick story, Rowdy. I, I, you know, being at Daytona, I actually sat on the Super Stretch in 2010, and the Super Stretch no longer exists. So, um, you know, Daytona special for everybody to just get there once and say that you did it is what is awesome about it. So, um, yeah, it was, it was also good to see Wayne have two cars on the race, when, you know, also with Nicolopolis. So uh, it's good to see Wayne have two cars, and, it's, you know, it's nice that, we, you know, we, we still have that connection with that as well. Well, I'm going to tell you guys, uh, you know, I want to say thanks again to Frank Killer. Uh, what a wonderful job he did. It, breakneck speed, he was everywhere, guys. I mean, I've seen him. From the very beginning to the uh, to the champion breakfast that morning, and and where they permit presented him the big the big trophy, and uh, I mean it, it it was a great weekend, guys. You know, and then we started out with the the green white vacation duels and uh, Brad Nikowski and Chris Busher. What about that sweep, that RFK sweep, uh, Kyle? Well, Rowdy. Uh... You know, both Penske and Roush Fenway or Keselowski Racing got some good news uh, with the wheels. I know we talked about it on Saturday's show um, yep. after the uh, Xfinity race, but um, you know, no penalties uh, going to be levied. So I'm um, kind of, you know, kind of got through with that one. And Rowdy, did did Austin Cindric surprise you at all by winning that race? You know, he was fast in his dual race, um, up right up there with the Fords. I mean, did that did that surprise you at all that he was up front on Sunday? Well, to die, it surprised me who was up front because all the carnage that they suffered during the race, uh, Kyle. I mean, it wasn't about how fast or how good you are. It was how lucky he was to get through that pack of wrecks. Typically happens at Daytona. But, uh, you know, I, I know Brad Keselowski led a lot of laps in his, his points racing debut with his, with his co-owning team. And uh, Chris Buescher was up to the Fords were really good all speed weeks, you know. Um, I, I know that they got beaten qualifying, single car qualifying, but when the dual races came, uh, you know, Roush Fenway, Keselowski Racing won both duels, and uh, you know, Team Penske was up there. I mean, really, the only the only blocking major blocking that I saw Rowdy was uh, was Joey Logano in the dual race. I mean, that was really the only you know thing that I saw blocking wise, because it looked. Like with new car, I mean, you know, you can comment on this too. It seemed like, you know, the the closing rate was was so great on the car because when Chris Busher went to go past Logano, I mean, Joey had no time. By the time Joey got down there, he was already he was already turned around. So, uh, right. you know, the closing rate was really fast with the cars, and um, I'm really interested to see how they're going to perform at Auto Club this week. And I think this is really the first test that we're going to see. 
Well, uh, Kyle, watch for dinner 300. Austin Hill put on a thrilling win right there. That was a good race. Uh, you know, my Snyder is a, hey, his wreck is what NASCAR strives to do is have a horrendous wreck and you walk away. And guys, my walked away from that one. It looked like it was going to be a bad, bad wreck. Rowdy, it was a terrible weekend for Jordan Anderson racing, probably one that he wants to forget. Um, like I mentioned, he did, didn't make the truck race, and then Myatt Snyder's incredible Saturday night in the Xfinity race. But, yeah, I just wanted to say, um, you know, Austin Hill's a good, a good super speedway racer, so it really didn't surprise me that he was up front. I thought Daniel Hemrick had the best car up until he got collected. And, Rowdy, he was the turning point of that race. Pit it for tires, got in the back of the pack, and when you get in the back of the pack sometimes, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, and that's exactly what happened at the end. I finished 28th, the defending Xfinity Series champion. And one more thing, Rowdy, before I, I hand it back to you, uh, Richard Childress Racing's uh, streak of six straight Tona February pulls at Daytona got snapped by Daniel Hemrick. Austin Hill qualified second, Sheldon Creed qualified fourth for Richard Childress Racing. So, um, Rowdy, uh, all three all three races, the truck race, the Xfinity race, and the cup race, were won by all drivers who were making their team debut. So uh, I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Yes, it was, Kyle. It was. So, Kyle, you know, relevance is everything. I've got Austin is in the uh, deadline room, and it, it's, it's a long tape, and we'll, once, once we get the driver – when DL calls in, we'll break in and we'll, we'll just pick up from where we're at after the show, okay? Sounds like a plan. Signed by our Daytona 500 championship winning driver, Austin Zendrick, driver of the number two discount tire Ford for Team Penske. Uh, we will go straight to questions for our rookie here who uh, just won a Daytona 500. Please raise your hand and we'll get a wireless mic for you. We'll uh, start up here in the front with Deb and then go to Alan. Deb Williams, RacingToday.com. Congratulations, Austin. I noticed after you finished, you were sitting on the hood of the car, staring up at the grandstand. Why? What was going through your mind? What were you thinking? Well, I broke the car. Uh, <laughs> I broke the starter, and I blew out the right rear tire. So um, don't don't, uh, don't think that's anything bad. But, yeah, I was uh, kind of stranded, so definitely a good time to collect my thoughts and um, just appreciate the moment there for a minute, um, you know, to be able to do this in front of a sellout crowd, to be able to do this in general, to be able to be part of this race, having a shot. Um, it's, it's a racer's dream and, um, so many people get close to it and, uh, I feel very grateful and very proud to be able to pull it off. We're going to go to Alan in the front and then we'll go up to the press box. Uh, Alan Cavana, I know it was your second start, but as a cup rookie coming into this morning, did you think you could win this race? And if so, where did that confidence come from? I'll be honest, I knew I had the car to do it, but there's so many so many things that uh, have to play out correctly uh, and, and putting yourself in position. And uh, I think we learned throughout the race with myself and my spotter and uh, Jeremy as well as doing the right strategy, the right the right calls, and setting up the right lanes to be able to put ourselves in position. You know, Sometimes that's all you can hope for, and uh, sometimes you have to force people to help you. And um, I definitely didn't expect any help throughout the day. I did get some from the Fords, and uh, I think Fords did an incredible job with this new car. And uh, I think it's obviously shown the first couple races. So uh, just, just proud to be able to do it, proud to be able to hold off those runs at the end of the race. And 
Um, it, it means the world to me to be able to sit here and say I'm a Daytona 500 winner. Can you talk about that run at the end? I mean, you a little moved it. I guess there was some contact with Bob, but you're doing what you can. So that last turn forward to the finish line, what happened? Yeah, I mean, it's probably been an hour since the race has been over. I still haven't even seen the race. But, um, you know, I, once I crossed the, the start-finish line for the white flag, Everyone behind me bailed. <laughs> Everyone started lifting. Everyone was trying to get their runs, and I was probably 20% throttle for, for most of the last lap, just trying to stay relatively close to where I could at least defend something or, or, or be able to be close enough to be able to get to the trial. I knew if I got to the trial and I was nose ahead, I would get it. I, I think I actually learned that Thursday night. And, um, but, but for me, um, yeah, just holding off the wolves. I mean, it's, it's a race that means everything to everybody. Once you come off a of four, all gloves are off, and everybody wants it. Going to check in upstairs in the press box. Chris Meyer with Speed Sport. <clears throat> Kid, you never got a chance to know your grandfather on your mother's side, uh, the great Jim Truman. He uh, won the Indy 500 as team owner 10 days before he died of cancer. I'm sure you've heard all the stories. What do you think he'd be thinking right now to know that his grandson is a Daytona 500 winner? And I have a follow-up to that. Yeah, when I, it's hard to speculate on that, but obviously um, I've met a lot of people throughout my life, and even watching the Willie T. Ribs documentary, if if you all haven't watched that, I learned more about my grandfather than I ever have throughout the most of you know my years on this earth. But um, he was an incredible man and led an incredible life, and um, racing racing meant a lot to him, and uh, racing's meant a lot to my family. So to, so to be able to say that um, you know I've been able to accomplish this and. Uh, you know, there's nothing more important to me than racing. There's nothing more important to me than being part of this sport. And um, to, to, to think that um, I'm a Daytona 500 winner, that you can't take that away. And uh, he's an Indy 500 winner, and you can't take that away from him. And you grew up around Roger Penske as a small child, uh, running around. You were a big Elio fan. In some ways, has he kind of served a little bit of a role as a grandfatherly type to you in addition to being your boss? Yeah, he's, he's a lot more than just my boss, you know, when I, I think of it. And, and next to my parents, he's probably been the most influential person on my life, just whether if it's been leading by example or, or the way he treats people, the way he runs his, his business and um, it, how he is with his family. If I can be half the man Roger Penske is, uh, I'd say I've lived a good life. So um, I think of an amazing opportunity. You know, a lot of people talk about I get the opportunities that I do and I become successful because of, you know, who my father is and, and what he's done in, in his life. And I, I think it's the exposure to, to those people have meant more to me, have meant more to my career as far as leading, leading and doing things the right way than, than any other advantage anyone else can have. So I feel really blessed to be able to, to do that and utilize that experience in, in, in my life from a young age to be able to, you know, put myself up front in the biggest stage and, and I'd obviously uh, have a great time doing it. We're going to go to Zach, Bob, and then Ryan. Zach Sternial with FrenchRush.com. Austin, congratulations on this. Um, you were in this race a year ago, obviously, but uh, it looked like a completely different style of racing today. Um, was there anything from last year that you learned that you could apply to today's race? I think the biggest thing is the competitors. You know, when you come up from the Xfinity Series, I spent four years in that series, and I, I said it when we were here on Media Days, the biggest transition, especially on plate races, for me is to learn my competitors, and that was kind of my first – eye into the cup series and, and, and let alone having more competitive cars, but these guys are the best and you can expect them to make the right moves for them, which in some ways I really enjoy because it, it makes my job harder yet easier uh, because you're expecting everyone to do the best thing possible and, and everyone to be perfect. And um, I, I think, I think that, uh, I think that it's an incredible opportunity for, for me to be able to run it last year and uh, get some experience up front and 
uh, but, but also to be able to come back here today and be able to be a contender throughout the entire event um, means a lot. It says a lot about my team. It says a lot about my race car, and, um, you know, it's obviously a great foundation to start the year. You were also around Brad Kozlowski quite a bit today, uh, pushing him a lot, especially early. Um, are you conscious of that in the moment, uh, just the irony of that? But uh, more, uh, I guess more importantly, what allowed you guys to work so well together? Well, I think it falls back on, on guys being really, really good, and, and Brad is really, really good at this style of racing. That's why he was up front a lot of the day, and I've, I've learned a lot from, from Brad throughout my career. So obviously to be able to be in the two-car and, and, and run tandem for so long is what we did. It was, it was kind of cool. Um, you know, especially early parts there in that in the beginning of the race. But um, I, I also did learn a lot. You know, whether if I was I was being the pusher for for Blaney or for Brad, um, as far as what that second car meant to the runs and, and things being generated in the pack. And I, I do feel like that helped me be able to defend better at the end of the race. We're going to go to Bob, then to Ryan in the back, and then we'll check in in the press box. Uh, Bob Pockris, Fox Sports. Uh, you said the other day that you're going to have to learn over the first 400 miles to know what to do over the last 100. So what did you learn over the first 400 that you put to use? It's a long list that I plan on doing before I go to bed tonight. Um, there's there's so much different about this car, but at the same time, it is the same style of racing. You know, you, I think for a fan from the grandstands probably could have looked at this and go, oh, this is, this is Daytona with NASCARs, but uh, with – Man, I keep doing that too. I keep calling them NASCARs, and all these people look at me like I have four eyes. Like it's it's a NASCAR to me, but it's a race car. It's a cup car to everybody else. So I'll I'll get better at that. <laughs> but it's still the same style of racing. But the, the the cars themselves are a lot different. The runs build a lot differently, and it it was really interesting to see who picked up on different things throughout the race, even in practice. And um, l learned, you know, like I said, 400 miles in, I, I learned a lot about it, and um, got ourselves with with really good track position by the end of the race, and. Um, I, I think I knew what I was going to have to do to be able to hold cars off if I was in that in that opportunity. And with, with the driver who averaged a 17th plate finish as a rookie in the Xfinity Series, could that driver envision this day? The driver that spun in front of the entire Xfinity field in 2018 on like lap six? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. You probably couldn't have picked me up from the care center and say, you're going to win the Daytona 500 one day. I probably would have said, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but we've come a long way since then, so um, it's a uh, it's it's a very big credit to a lot of the people around me that have believed in me. You know, I've I've driven a lot of different race cars in my career, a lot of different race cars at this track alone, um, and uh, I've I've seen the highs and lows of it. I have a lot of perspective from from friends, from competitors, co-drivers, teammates. You know, this race means so much to so many people, and um, just very humbled to be able to get it done. Going to go to Ryan in the back, then we'll check in in the press box. Uh, Austin Ryan, you ESPN. You, you touched on this a little bit, but the silver spoon nepotism claims have been around motorsports forever. Uh, what's this mean for you? All those whispers that have kind of followed you throughout your career when it comes to hey, that's just that's how he got in that ride. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I would say I'm not an externally motivated person, and, and I'm not an externally intimidated person. Uh, my head's pretty much in the game 24-7. I don't think about much anything else except for racing. Uh, I don't have much of a social life. I, I hardly do anything else but go to the race shop and spend time well, either staring at my race cars or, or working out or spending time with my crew chief. So uh, for, for me, I, I guess I don't have time for the noise. But um, if, there's, if there's anything I, I have left to prove, I'm not sure what it is. But uh, otherwise, uh, I'm, I'm very proud of, of the family that I've come from, You know, the, the person that my dad is and, and the way he leads our team. 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to be exposed to that, like I said before, with, with my exposure with my parents and, and Roger Penske. Um, I, I think that's my biggest asset is, is, not, is not who he is, but who he is, if that makes sense. We're going to go upstairs to the press box. Congratulations, Austin. It's Lee Spencer. I hope you're doing well. Um, in your opening statement on the interview on TV, you, you made mention of a packed house. And for a young guy like you who, you know, the last couple of years you've raced in a pandemic, no fans in the stands or very little fans, to have this kind of a stage, you know, quite frankly, a stadium and all these people, you know, cheering you on, seeing the, you know, their reaction how different has it made this experience for you? I mean, if you can imagine what it might have been like, well, you were here a year ago, and, and you know, to have a almost empty um, place to, to do what you did in front of this crowd, it, it had to have been exhilarating. Yeah, I mean, it means a lot to me because this this sport, my career, what I get to do for a living is all I want. And to see so many people take joy from the things that I love uh, it's very gratifying, but uh, for, from that standpoint, uh, I, I, I tried to let myself smell the roses today, and I never did. It's just not who I am. Um, I'm way too competitive. I, I know how much is at stake and how much work I put in to really pay attention to it. Like I said, I'm not externally motivated or intimidated. It's just, uh, it's just part of the process, but uh, I think it says a lot about our sport. You know, to, to your point about a, a lot of races under COVID over the last you know, two years, the funny thing is a lot of my success in the Xfinity Series, especially in 2020, came in an incubator and when we got fans back at the racetrack all of a sudden everybody knew who I was and that was really really weird for me <laughs> and I had actually leave like leave time to go places and I still consider myself a nobody but even even walking through the garage I mean I'm not Kyle Busch I'm not Joey Logano but like I guess I'm I'm tall and somewhat recognizable but otherwise it's uh it's definitely a new experience for me and um but like I said to, to have what means the world to me make so many people, you know, bring so many people so much joy, uh, it makes my job pretty gratifying. Can you feel the vibe and the energy, you know, just this refreshed energy that NASCAR is kind of like on a roll right now? Well, I think, I think NASCAR has been doing a lot of things right. And uh, I think, you know, as far as being aggressive, as far as our strategy, as far as the cars, as far as, you know, a race like the Clash, I think, I think in the future there's a lot more opportunities with, with the package that we have. And you even saw it this weekend with, with the 21 car being able to fix their car and not have to go to a backup. Last year that would have been a backup. So I, I think our sport is, is changing in, in the right direction. And um, to have a packed house here is, is another great example of that. So our leadership has done an incredible job. I'm not just saying that because they're technically my bosses, but they really have and it shows. We're going to go to Dan and then Al. Dan, right behind you. Uh, Dan Gelson, Associated Press, Austin. Bubba, you know, you just nudged him by, you know, got him by a nose. I guess he said out there he thought he had it, like the whole way of those last ten laps. He thought it was like his race to lose. Did you feel that way about about your ride? I felt like I had a really good chance to lose it, and to lose it means you had a shot to win it. So, I mean, being on the front row for the last couple of restarts of the Daytona 500, you can't really envision a better better case scenario for you as a driver. And, uh, you know, that red flag, you definitely have time to reflect, and you can either reflect on what you're going to do when you succeed or how you're going to succeed. And, um, like I said, I've definitely lived in the moment there trying to figure it out because um, I, I know there's a lot of people that want this really bad, and uh, he's definitely one of them. He's worked hard for it and puts himself in position in a lot of these races, and um, it was really cool that you came up to me in victory lane, congratulated us. So um, definitely, definitely a hard worker as well, but uh, definitely means means a lot to pull it off like that. 
going to go to Al on the far left, and then we'll go to Aaron. Oh. Yeah, Al Pierce at Auto Week. The, the year that you went to Roger and said, I'd like to go to Cup next year, and he kind of talked that down, was that, was that a major blow to you that you felt like you proved yourself in Xfinity and you wondered, why can't I go forward? Does that bother you a lot? Uh, I would say that's not entirely accurate, but uh, the, the, the situation, you know, in 2020, right, right around August, you know, the playoffs hadn't started yet, and uh, I hadn't won a championship yet, and I'd obviously won uh, five races to that point. But, um, yeah, we, we, we went to Michigan. We talked about it. We talked about the options of, of what was possible. And at that time, I didn't even think an Xfinity season in 2021 was possible. I knew how close we were to shutting down the Xfinity program in 2020. Roger obviously said that after we won the championship. And so I considered that a non-option as far as my career. I had already talked to other other teams in other situations trying to figure out what I would do with, with my career if I can't go Xfinity racing or if I can't go cup racing. You know, at, at the time, you know, the, 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 the car itself, you know, all, of, all four Penske-affiliated cars were full. So um, at, at that time, um, you definitely recognize – that there's no right or wrong way to do driver development. And, and I forget who brought it up, but, you know, obviously when I drove, you know, my first Xfinity race here at Daytona, I was not ready to go Xfinity racing, and I proved it. <laughs> and But sometimes you don't get to pick those opportunities. BKR shuts down, i got to go to Xfinity. I have no truck opportunities. There's no Ford in, in truck series at that time, and you have to make the most of things. And uh, I, I think my opportunity to run Xfinity last year, race for a championship again, and uh, be able to hone in on a lot of the small details, I think that's what it takes to be the best on Sundays, is to be really good at the small details consistently. So uh, I, I wasn't offended by it at all. I was probably surprised that we had the opportunity to even run an Xfinity car again, and I, I think it certainly paid off. And, and like I've said before, his leadership is, is, is second to none, and I'm not going to be the one that's going to second-guess Roger Penske's judgment. Well, Kyle, that's a good point there. Not second guesses in that. Right, right. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Austin Sendrick, yeah, I, you know, he brought up some good points. You know, Brad Keselowski shuts down his truck. Where does he go? Um, Rod, Roger Penske's Xfinity car, um, I know that 2018 was kind of a tumultuous year for him. You know, bouncing back between the 60, the 12, and the 22. Uh, in Xfinity, so that that kind of probably probably distracted him some, and you know that 60 car just wasn't good for Roush. So, um, 2019, two wins, you know Watkins going to Mid Ohio, and then the championship in 2020. So, um, definitely has the speed. Um, we saw it at Pocono last year when he won that Xfinity race, and um, you know it's just weird not seeing that 22 Xfinity car back on track. But Austin Sindrick is now a Cup driver, and uh, now is now is a Daytona 500 champion. Well, Kyle, we got our first driver calling in tonight and uh, driving for Fast Track Racing, the number 12, D.L. Wilson. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, D.L. Happy to be here, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, D.L. Uh, just finished a uh, big weekend at, at Daytona. Uh, let's talk about a little bit of what your experience is coming to Daytona. Well, it's a it's a lifelong dream of our team to get to Daytona, like any little uh, local racers, of course. But uh, it was a great great week. Uh, we enjoyed. We sightseed a lot and uh, get to hang out with a lot of good guys. And you know, right there was Xfinity Garage, so we get to walk over there and, and hang out and, and listen a little bit. But just got a great team with Fast Track. Uh, Andy Hillenberg is unbelievable. Well, uh, Andy had five cars there, and all five went home. 
in pretty good shape. That's a pretty good to walk away from Daytona with five cars ready to race another race. I think we had uh, nine total because they took, you know, took three or four to Smyrna. So uh, they had a busy week down there. I got to go to Smyrna with them Tuesday night, and, and they had a good run. Uh, uh, Jeff McClure with the 44 and uh, Mason Diaz had a really good run at both tracks. And, uh, and it's just fun to be around those guys and just learn as we go. Well, what's it like hanging out with Andy Hillenberg? Man, he's a, he's a mentor. You know, the first time I ever got in one, uh, you know, ran a lot of dirt track races down here in Texas and a little asphalt and won some championships. But when you get on those big tracks, you got to listen to those guys and uh, you got to trust them and, and make sure you, you know, you listen to them because Andy's one of the best spotters and, and best mentors for all these young guys coming up. Uh, you know, that he does for the, for Daytona. And, uh, it's just a great to be around and we learn stuff like crazy. Of course, uh, we might not have the million dollar cars like some kids and, and the other drivers have, but we have a blast and, uh, we're learning as we go. And it's just, it's been a blessing. Well, they look like million dollar cars when Andy rolls them out there. And, and you know, so those cars, y- y'all are competitive. Y'all running around, sir. You're, you're getting it. You're getting seat time, and it's a great show. Yeah, we, uh, you know, when I was 10, 11, and 12, we were all together at one time at Daytona, and we were running some pretty good laps. Those top eight super supercars caught us. I don't know how they caught us that quick, but uh, we were running really, really good and uh, making some good lap times and probably should have finished around top 15 with me. I think they finished – uh, 14, 15, 16, somewhere in that range, those those other team cars. And uh, I think 44 car out of our shop finished, what, seventh. So, And I ended up 23rd, but I had a loose wheel, which wasn't fun going down the back straightaway with your, your left rear wheel loose. Uh, didn't think I would bring it back to the to pit, but I did. Hi, DL. This is Kyle here. Uh, my first question hey, for Kyle. you is, other than Andy Hillenberg, who else was, it was, uh, big, was big in helping you out getting up to speed at Daytona? Well, you know, you've got, you know, I got to talk to Will Kimmel and uh, Bill Kimmel and all those guys. Uh, those are mentors for me, too. And uh, just, you know, and, you know, I talk to the young guys, too. Uh, Daniel Dye talks to me. We visit a lot. Uh, and, of course, when uh, little Ty was there, Ty Gibbs, I, I joked around and talked to him all the time. And he's a blessing for the sports uh you can say what you want to about his grandpa or whatever, but the boy can drive. And one day he's going to be a champion in NASCAR uh, in the big boy league. So uh, it, it's fun to have the ARCA is one of the best division there is. You get to run some dirt track. You get to run. I never didn't think I would do Watkins Glen and go left to right, but what a fun, fun trip that was. And didn't ever think I would ever get, get to do anything like that, but just listen to these guys and uh, being around with them and getting to run on the, the epic tracks that we get to run at is just amazing. My second question is, uh, you mentioned Watkins Glen. Um, are there any more races on your schedule for this season, or, or is Daytona just a one-time deal for you? Oh, no, we ran 14 last year. We have us uh, a really good deal more this year, and we have two cars that we bought uh, that we, we that we uh, leave at Andy's shop that he takes care and maintains for us, and we've got a brand-new Yates motor coming. So our next trip, we'll be going to Phoenix, and hopefully we'll field a pretty good car there. We got, I think, 19th there last year when we had motor issues. And there's a lot of good people that show up to Phoenix, and that's just a wonderful track, fun driver's track. And then, of course, we'll go to Talladega, 
and we're definitely going to make the first six, and then after that, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. But we'll uh, we'll run the first six for sure, and then uh, of course Bristol's on our list already. Iowa, uh, Charlotte, Kansas is a uh, very popular for us, so we'll try to make both the Kansas races. And love to go back to Toledo. That's you know the history of ARCA. Uh, Toledo is just a neat place to go to. My last question is, talk a little bit about your experience at Watkins Glen. It was ARCA's first time there in a very long time. Um, I mean, you, you, meant, you talked a little bit about it, but can you just expand on it a little bit and uh, just tell us how it really, you know, how the whole weekend went? No, it's, you know, me and my wife, uh, we flew up to uh, Buffalo, went to Niagara Falls, which is unbelievable if nobody's been up in that area. And then you go to the Four Finger regions, I guess, of the lakes there at Watkins Glen, is beautiful part of the country. Uh, we just enjoyed it tremendously together. And then the racetrack is beautiful. The facility's awesome. And, uh, you know, you get to go on a 3,400-pound 30, car, you get to go left and right. It was a it was a fun, fun experience. That bus stop on the back straightaway is exhilarating, to say the least. And uh, it was just something that, you know, that all drivers need to need to enjoy and get a part of that. Well, you know, you're talking about ARCA's diversity. I, you know, these new guys that are going into, like Chris Bush or Chase Briscoe, they've got a little dirt experience through ARCA, through the uh, Illinois State Fair and, and over at DeCoin. What What's oh, yeah. it like to, to race at, at, at some of those, those two tracks? You know, they, it's kind of funny when we get there. And so, well, they had uh, horse carriage races here uh, two nights ago, you know. But, it, you know, they're horse tracks, and but they are fun to drive on. I, I grew up in dirt. My mom took me to the dirt track when I was a kid, and that's how we all grew up racing dirt. Heart of Texas Speedway down here in uh, Waco. We have uh, my team partners, uh, Eddie Thompson. He's my partner. And we've got Kevin Smith that drives for us here at Heart of Texas Speedway. He's very competitive, and we have uh, – uh, Barry Gaston that drives for us, and Eddie, 75 years old, he still goes out there and drives a street stock. So dirt track means a lot to us. And I told Eddie with ETR racing that I don't know if I'm ever going to get back on dirt, but uh, God forbid we went to Springfield and uh, and DeCoin, and I loved it. Uh, I think we got we got finished pretty high in one of them, but it, it's a, it's experience. And I got to talk to Ken Schrader at one of them, and uh, he ran one of Andy's cars there, and uh, asked him because he he wanted his run is modified there and i said well how how is this track ken i'm i said give me a little pointer so he just looked at me with looked up how ken schrader looks up and he said deal it's just a circle i said okay <laughs> ken that's that's my that's what i'm getting from you so, so yeah that, that's, that's fun on those dirt yeah that sounds like ken schrader too he's, he's real yeah. blunt but yeah. he's fun about it uh dl oh, let's talk is. about the the people that make you go round and makes it possible for you to go to these races, your sponsors. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm like, I was like Ricky Bobby at uh, Daytona. If they could have put something on my windshield, they would have. Uh, I have a lot of little guys that helped me. Uh, this year we had, uh, of course, we had Trading House Bar and Grill. They're a local here that I grew up, grew up down the street from our house here in um, uh, Leggett Trailers. We had Toten, Toten's Pools, uh, Waco Plans. We had uh, help me out, Mary. So we had we had a whole bunch of people on the cars. Sassy Photography. We had Browns Automotive, Wade Auto Auto uh, Auto Motorsports, and uh, we just 
and they're all just little guys that help us out and, and families. And we have a deck lid posse, so people can put their name on our deck lid for a little small fee. And uh, I think we had probably 75 names on the trunk. And, uh, I mean, that's just what it takes. Me and Eddie try to do the best we can, but uh, we're still a low-budget team and went out and purchased those cars and two motors. And it's that's a big investment for, for coming where we came from on the dirt track racing side. It, it, it is, uh, D.L., I tell you, it's – it's tough, but man, I appreciate you putting your, your blood, sweat, and tears in it because that, that's what it takes. You know, it, it's a great yeah, we, sport, but it's a costly sport. Dale, you know, I ain't got to tell it you, is, you know, it is. Tires at Daytona are very expensive, and uh, you don't get those back. And uh, but we had a, a gentleman that helped us a little bit this year, Fort Worth Screen Printing. He helps Bailey Curry, and he helps a few other drivers too. Uh, uh, John Garrett out of uh, Fort Worth. I think he actually lives in, lives up in that area. And he, I think he wants to try to get a ride with Andy at uh, Talladega. So we're sure hoping he gets a, he gets to get in there. And uh, Talladega is, a, of course, another breathtaking place that everybody should go to and enjoy. And the crowd at Daytona was unbelievable for the truck race, for the, uh, well, of course, New Smyrna was about sold out too all the weeks. And uh, we, we brought a friend that we met here in Texas uh, Dan McLaughlin, he, uh, he's from the New Jersey area, and a lot of his New Jersey guys were down here racing these these wide-body modified. So he came over with us to Daytona, and I got to meet some of his friends and families from, from New Jersey, and that was his racing family. If you're from New Jersey, Texas, Arizona, California, Florida, they're all good people, and it's all nice to talk to them. Well, Dale, I'm gonna, I'll be in the fan zone at, at Talladega at Big Bill's Garage on Hopefully y'all come out. Let's we'll get a time where you can come out and, you know, we'll do a little interview there and the fans can meet you. Man, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Um, thanking our prayers of watching Ukraine today. I hope uh, everything works out for them and the, the world today. I know racing's fun stuff and all the heavy heavy stuff on the going on in the world, but we'll just think about uh, say a little prayer for Ukraine today. Dale, where can they follow you to keep up with you this season in Arca Menards? Man, we just have an awesome Facebook page is what we have. Uh, just Donis, and that's my first name. Don't I've been called Donis, Doris, but it's D-O-N-I-S, D-L Wilson at Facebook.com. That's where I'm at, and uh, you can follow us and uh, show shows where we're going, and we have a lot of stuff about the car and our sponsors and things like that. All right, D.L., appreciate you joining, and looking forward to having you back again. Looking forward to seeing well, you in Talladega. Hey, I'm ready. We'll see y'all soon. Thank you. All right. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. That's not going to happen this year, Kyle. <laughs> Rowdy, I've done two tracks in one day, so uh, you know it's always it's always special to try and do that and do double duty in the same day. So try not to be at the wrong track, but at least uh, be at the right track at the right time. Well, uh, hey, Kyle, <laughs> you said it right there. 
getting ready to go. My next light bottle, or, you know, short track is going to be Montgomery Speedway. And Kyle, I'm going to go by and, and uh, actually see them on the way back, I think, Saturday or Sunday. I don't know. He lives at, Shepard lives at the uh, track. He owns it. He lives there. Take care of it. And uh, so it's not going to be hard to find him. Rowdy, uh, Lincoln, Speedway and PA, Abbottstown, Pennsylvania, uh, going to be holding the icebreaker on Saturday, uh, kick off their year. Um, big race coming up, probably going to have all the, 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 the big guns there in PA, Danny Dietrich, Chase Dietz, and the list just keeps going and going. So Brent Marks might be there. So uh should be an interesting race Saturday. I don't think I'm going to make it, but uh, you never know, Rowdy. You know you know us racing people. You know, we find we, we, we sometimes find a way to get there. Yeah, Kyle, uh, when does Port Royal kick up? Rowdy, Port Royal kicks off on Sunday, March 6th. That's the scheduled date. Uh, that, of course, we you know we have the race director, Steve O'Neill, who's also the race director at Bloomsburg Fair Raceway. So, uh, you know, he'll be busy this year doing both. And uh going to be interesting to, you know, hopefully get him on the show at some point. But Port Royal is March 6th, scheduled for March 6th, the opener week after is Williams Grove the next Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. So uh, that's kind of what's going on in PA, and, uh, we're you know, business is about to kick up here pretty soon. Well, uh, guys, while we're sitting here in the Arkham Menard Series mode, one of my friends, the lifelong ARCA employee, uh, Earl Bonner, passed away this morning early in the hours, and Earl grew up in my hometown, uh, Kyle, I don't know if you, we talked about that, but 1959 he graduated, and if you wanted to go to work somewhere, you had to move up north to the automobile plants, and that's what Earl did. And was a Kyle was a heck of an engine builder. I mean, uh, he just couldn't get no better. If he had have showed up, which his uh, credential was give to him it was 50 years for earl uh an employee working for arca and that 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 says a lot about the friendship over at arca it's a sad day the arca is always a good uh good home place to be you know whether it was me calling the race with tim clagg in new jersey in 2016 or just showing up at Pocono for another ARCA event. Um, it's always something special. And, you know, never never being able to go to Daytona to see the ARCA Rowdy, you know, the finale this year. I hope to be at Toledo. Um, I think we've talked about that, but the plan is to be at Toledo this year for the finale. So, um, and, and rightfully should, so, um, with uh, it being ARCA's headquarters in Toledo, Ohio. So uh, good to have them ending the year there. And, you know, I was always telling you about that Kansas Arca race, Rowdy, you know, that the finale, you know, to be there and actually experience it, you know, seeing a champion get crowned. And uh, you've seen it a few times, so um, hopefully I'll be able to see it this year. And, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely sad to lose somebody from the Arca Menard Series family. Um, you know, I guess you said he was a really good engine builder. And, uh, you know, just uh, just, a, just a shame, you know, to lose somebody else and, um, lose somebody close close to us in the racing community. Earl can make anything go fast. Uh, even those little dragsters, you know, that everybody got into. <laughs> he, 
he he got tired of winning, <laughs> and everybody got tired of him winning. All right, Kyle. Yeah, Rowdy, we like drag racing. You know, I've been I've I've had a I've had a nice uh, experience at Maple Grove Raceway in, in Reading, Pennsylvania, to uh, see an NHRA race. So um, that's all. That was cool. Something different, you know. Uh, you know, but we always, we always, you know, for me, it was always Penn State football. But you know, the racetrack's just as important. So, um, yeah, um, you know, glad that the Arkham Menard Series is back this year. Um, Corey Heim back in the same fashion he was last year, dominating Daytona. So I'm interested to see how the season's going to go, and uh, you know how how Phoenix is going to happen here in a few weeks. Well, we got a young man that's going to be driving in the uh, Arkhamnard Series this year, and he was at Daytona, and actually he was at Deer Smyrna also. Zachary Tinkle, welcome to the show, Zachary. Nice to be here, Zachary. Uh, let's before we get started here, let's get to know you. What I mean, how did you? come to this spot to make it to uh, Daytona and at this this time use Smyrna into a stock car what got you here well uh, it kind of started back from um, last year it was kind of a little bit by happenstance so I was running late models and our own family team and um, we were um, going through that and then my dad um, unfortunately he had a stroke um, and so we had to shut down the late model team. And for a good few weeks, I thought I was done racing. Um, and then Wayne Peterson called and need to run Berlin. And of course, um, I, I said yes. And um, I ran Berlin and then got invited to another race and then kept in being invited to more races and turned into running what was the la- uh, latter half of the season last year. So, and then, you know, Wayne invited me to run Daytona, and um, then we're going out to Phoenix here in a few weeks. So, Zach, what was it like to go to and run at uh, Daytona? It was um, pretty good. We didn't have too much drafting for us since we had a, a legacy motor, but it was it was a really fun experience. I really enjoyed um being out there at daytona and it was you know it, it was a dream come true and it was pretty surreal because you know it's something i've been wanting to do for so long and now i finally got to do it and um you know for and so it's a it was a dream come true and i i had an absolute blast down there uh, hi zachary you have kyle here uh my first question for you is uh, who is your biggest help getting up to speed daytona um, could you repeat that? You were a little bit, you broke up a little bit. Sure. Uh, my, my first question was, who was able, who, who helped you get up to speed as fast as you did at Daytona? Um, I'd say it's, you know, I, I talked to my teammate Con a lot at Daytona. Um, I really did, you know, Wayne and the, the team really gave me a lot of good advice. And of course, um, Dwayne, my spotter was, always very helpful and it was um extremely you know it was it, i you know just went out there and of course i'd say i racing a lot because i did i racing for i think it was about three weeks straight i was on i racing just before it was probably at least three weeks where i'd sit and do like at least two one two hours a day 
um, at least, um, where I'd run Daytona. And, you know, after that, just it just kind of felt natural once I got out there and felt like I'd done it a lot. So it, it was, um, yeah, it was, I'd say. My second question is uh, kind of Daytona related, but um, you know, speaking of the, you know the history of the Daytona Road Course, uh, would you be interested in driving on a road course in a stock car? I mean, does that interest you at all? Of course, I think it would be um, you know uh, it would be something I I really like to do, and hopefully I get to do later this year, um, depending on how the season works out. But you know, I haven't been able to gotten the opportunity to done it yet, but. Hopefully later this year, or uh, I get to do it. So I'm I'm looking forward to running it. My last question is, uh, you know, you, you're with Wayne Peterson now. I mean, what's he like to you? I mean, what what has he done for you? You know, we we always talk about Wayne on the show, and you know, what what kind of impact has he had on your life? Well, I mean, Wayne's Wayne's really been very helpful, and you know, I've I've got a real big loyalty to Wayne because. Um, he kind of, you know, he gave me an opportunity when I didn't think I'd race again last year. And, you know, I, I, I definitely mean that I really did not think I'd ever race again at that point, um, last year. And, you know, he's, you know, been very kind to us and, you know, he's really easy going to work with and, you know, he's, he's a little bit old school, but he has an old school attitude if he likes to, you know, he wants he wants good drivers and cars and, you know, and go along really well. And, you know, uh, I've been told I do a good job for him. So, um, I hope that means I am. So, and, you know, and it's, um, it's a lot of fun working with it and it's, you know, it's, it's really laid back and it's just very, very easy to work with. And it's, and because of that, it's a lot of fun and it's not, not really it, there's no stress associated with it so it and it allows me to focus on the driving uh zachary let's talk about your fire suit a little bit kind of describe the fire suit to, to folks out there and and some of the questions that are asked all right um yeah we just um so last year we had to when we found out we were going to run arca we had to get a different suit because uh, they have the patches, and um, uh, and my suit that I currently had was getting near out of date, so we figured we'd just get a new suit, and we decided what was the best design we could come up with that was crazy design, so we decided to have, like, different colors for each different leg to kind of stand out, um, and it also matched the colors of um, Pet Fashion Guild, which my mom does, um, for pets, and it's basically pet fashion, um, as the name implies. So it, you know, it was something unique we got to do, and it was, you know, it was kind of, kind of cool, and you know, it, um, something great we got to do. I, I think it's cool too. Let's talk about your. You got a couple of causes and uh, your social media. I mean, you you got you got all the. I see all of them lined up here, so. That way they could go to social media sites and and look at your uniform. Yep. So the left hand pile press is. Let's talk about some of your. You, you're you've got a cause, don't you? 
And, and what is it, Zachary? Um, we've got like um, I um, can, sorry. Can you please repeat that question? It uh, okay. kind of broke okay. up. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, you've got a, a cop, you know, I think, aren't you into the pet? Oh, pet yeah, co- pet, a cause. Yes. Okay. We, um, so we actually um, partnered with um, Grateful Rescue for this year and, um, to support animal rescues. Um, and so we're actually in the process of setting up my own foundation, um, you know, doing all the legal paperwork. But anyway, uh, we have this partnership with Grateful Rescue and Racing for Rescues, as we call it. And we basically, we've been trying to see if rescues and we'll take supplies. So, um, example, Daytona, we went down there and we took um, pet supplies, like we had paper towels, peanut butter, pink uh, cleaning supplies. And uh, we took that down there to Halifax Humane Society to donate to them. And it was a really fun experience that we got together with Great Rescue. And it, it really helped um that we you know we can give back and we've been blessed by so many people with those who donated to my GoFundMe and you know all the opportunities I got last year with especially after you know you know it really restored our faith in humanity and we figured well well how can we how can we give back and you know it was something I'm really passionate about and I'm I'm really glad I get to give back and hopefully I get to you know we've got a few races this year we're doing and hopefully uh even more well i know exactly we talked about a few minutes that's why i wanted you to call them out but i guess i've got that southern uh draw with that cows so (laughs) zachary where can they keep up with you on social media well um i have a twitter and instagram which is at zachary kinkle I also have my Facebook fan page, which will be under Zachary Kinkle as well. Um, and um, I also am, have started on TikTok at, at Zachary Kinkle as well. And we also, I also have um, Reddit with um, Zachary underscore Tinkle. Um, so, and I also have my own website, ZacharyKinkle.com. All right, Zach. Appreciate it. Thanks for being part of the show, Zachary, and, and looking forward to hearing from you at uh, Phoenix. All right. Thank you very much, and thank you very much for having me on. It was a pleasure, so thank you very much. Thank you, Zachary. All right. Thank you. Daytona's always been huge. So huge, in fact, that it can't be confined to one weekend. No, no. It deserves a whole week. A speed week with five days of NASCAR-level racing, history in the making, and entertainment that's the envy of the nation. Daytona Speed Weeks, presented by Advent Health, February 16th through the 20th. Get your tickets today at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. I know, Kyle, but I still like to hear it played, man. But they're on their, on their way. To uh, California as we speak, Kyle. That's right, Rowdy. Uh, go on to the Auto Club and, you know, we'll see what happens to uh, see what happens with the new car and everything. I'm interested to see how it's going to be. 
Me too, Kyle. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, Kyle, you, you know, you told us the whole time that you was looking. It'd be two or three races in before you had your verdict out on the car. So with what we've seen at, 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 what, what we've seen at Daytona and they're on the way to California, uh, I mean, back to California for the second time, Should know. I think it's going to be a good race. You know, I think with the more out surface, it's not repaved or anything. Basically, it's the new Atlanta, Rowdy. Um, uh, The new old Atlanta. I don't know how you want to say that. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, I think uh, it's going to be interesting. I think the cream's going to rise to the top, as it always does. And I think we're going to see uh, a good race this weekend. I think we'll see two good races. Uh, Not a lot of cup guys in the uh, Xfinity race, Rowdy. I know Cole Custer's running it for uh, SS Green Light Racing. And uh, probably a partnership with Stuart Haas Racing. But uh, Trevor Baines returning in the Xfinity Series for Joe Gibbs Racing in the 18 car. And uh, we'll see the rest of the regular stars and cars of the Xfinity Series and see who can win the second race of the year and maybe punch a playoff ticket. Man, that's so important, Kyle. We know Shane Smith punched his. Uh, Austin Hill punched his. And so did Austin. So, uh, that's right. Uh, that's not bad. Corey Himes wins the Arca Menards. And, uh, Kyle, I, is Corey going for the full season, you think? He is not. He is running part time with Jesse Love in the 20 car. So, Jesse Love is probably going to be in for most of the races. Okay. Well, he's been handed a, a fast number. Kyle, what yeah, you the 20 car won last year at Pocono yeah. Rowdy when we were there, and then the 20 car won again at Watkins Glen. So uh, I know. no surprise there. And, um, you know, Corey Heim did a really good job in the 20 car last year. I know he was second to Ty Gibbs, who was just unbeatable most of the year. And uh, that 20 car will be fast. I know when Jesse Love steps into it, I think when he goes to Pocono and a few other places, we'll really see how much talent that he can show us. Well, Kyle, it's been a fast night. New things happening next week, so get ready. Get on board. We'll be back. Hey, we're going to definitely have some more, guys. So, Kyle, man, we're going to get this thing out of here and uh, see if we can't find something, some guests for Monday night. Good show tonight, Rowdy. I appreciate you doing what you do. Appreciate it, Kyle. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, we're supposed to have the crew chief from Ryan's, but they're on a plane headed to California. So our Thursday night in Xfinity is going to be tough. Nice to have practice and qualifying back. Yes, it is, Kyle. Everybody was glad to have it. That was one of the main topics was we got practice back and qualifying. Not just for cops, for everybody. Yep.
Thank you.